Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast presented by the Denver Post. I'm sports writer Kyle Newman, joined by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. We're talking Broncos as usual, and we're talking quarterback Drew Locke and what he's been doing this offseason to work on his game, including working with a former Broncos quarterback you might know. And then also we'll be discussing Von Miller as he enters 2021, most people, some people thought he wouldn't be back with the Broncos, but Denver picks up his option and Miller coming off that ankle injury at Cosmo last year, looking to reestablish himself as an elite pass rusher that he still believes he can be. So, Ryan, we'll start off the show before we get to the monster about Drew Locke, and you're writing a great story about Locke and working with Peyton Manning. Can you just kind of tell me more about that and what's Locke been getting from the great one. Day. Yeah, and and you know a couple of Locke's teammates, including a left guard, have you know gone on and on about how they're training together and working together. Well, it's not the case. Um, you know, I talked to Peyton Manning last month about a couple different things, and I said, hey, you know, I've heard that you've also met up with uh, Drew Locke a couple times, and he said, yep, yeah, because we met twice, uh, about ten hours total. Oh, so, wow. so, so this was a long session. Yeah, there. so this was this was all film. This wasn't on the field. This was, you know, this was. You know, Peyton told me, he says, hey, they watched some of his old coats and Broncos tape. Hey, these are the drills I like doing. These are what I saw in these plays. And then they popped in Drew's tape. Say, hey, Drew, what, do you, what were you thinking here? What, what was your read? Locke would come back and ask Peyton, hey, if you see this coverage, what was, you know, what, what was your, uh, what was your, you know, audible or what was your first option? So, you know, Drew said it was subtle things. But what was interesting to me is that this was initiated by Peyton Manning. And as, as Manning said, I, need, you know, I want to get my football fix. He goes, I, I went from watching tape basically every single day of my life to now not watching as much as, it, as I want because he's retired. He's got other stuff going on. So in his house, he has a, he has a film set up with a big screen because of the ESPN work he does. And he still lives in the Denver, Denver area. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he called up Drew after the season and says, hey, you want to get together and talk ball? You know, hey, you don't turn that down. So, uh, uh yeah, yeah, when, where? So, yeah, exactly. So that that was, uh, and you know, one thing Manning said was key is that he likes Locke's approach during the off season. And, and, and Peyton said he goes, he goes, I hear I hear people say you're not supposed to take it home with you. He goes, as a quarterback, you are supposed to take it home with you. You're supposed to live and breathe the position because it's so important. He feels that that's Locke's approach as well, and uh, so. The key thing that Manning said for, for Drew is continuity. Peyton Manning played the same offense 13 years in Indianapolis with Tom Moore. Tom Brady played the same offense 20 years in New England with um, you know the McDaniels, Charlie Weiss, Bill O'Brien tree. As Manning mentioned, Pat Mah- Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, all been in one offense. Drew Locke had to new- learn a new offense last year without the benefit of an offseason program. So he thinks the continuity and the work ethic is going to be important. But he also mentioned Teddy Bridgewater. He says it's going to be a good, healthy competition in training camp. And, uh, you know, Manny refers to the Broncos as we. You know, he's still part of the community. It was the last team he played for. And he said, hey, he goes, unfortunately, they haven't been able to find any continuity to position. He says maybe this will change with one of these guys this year. So uh, it was an enlightening conversation. And, and, you know, Drew was asked about it on Monday. And, and Locke, I thought, had a good comment. He says, hey, it's, it's cool to know some, a guy like that's in your corner. And uh, I think uh, it will only help Locke, even if it, even if they don't meet anymore, because Locke has his own deals with his coaches now. But you could tell it benefited both guys. 
So Drew Locke entering his second year in Pat Shermer's system here, trying to finally get some continuity in his NFL career. How much do you think that will benefit Locke going into year two here? Greatly. Now he's just got to win the job yeah, because when you go in the offseason, you watch all the cut-ups, first down, red zone, third down, touchdowns, mistakes. Now he can watch himself and he can translate and say, okay, I'm going to be running that same stuff this year. Whereas opposed to last year, he was just watching for his technique, his footwork, whatever, not knowing how it was going to match Pat Shermer's offense. So, I mean, I, I think the coordinator change last year set Drew Locke back. He clearly had a report with Rich Gangrel. I'll, I'll go to the well with that. He went 4-1 and one there. Maybe that was some fool's gold. But now you, you are committed to the quarterback last year, but then you change coordinators. Those things didn't match, and the play showed. He wasn't very good. He was inconsistent, and when he was consistent, was consistently struggling. So, I mean, I, I, I think Drew I, if, if the Broncos, I think Drew Locke is the Broncos' best chance to win a week one. There, I said it. Wow, already predicting the week one starter, Ryan O'Howard, and, and that's going to be Drew Locke. Okay, another question, though, about Drew before we move on to talking about Vaughn Miller. You know, we, we mentioned the continuity and the growth in year two in the system. What about the guys around him, too? Because if Hamler, Judy, Fant can take huge steps forward, Cortland Sutton's back healthy, Tim Patrick continue to progress as, you know, an unheralded guy, that could be a pretty dangerous offense there. Yeah, and I'd match their skill position guys against a lot of the top teams in pro football. And you got Javante Williams as the starting tailback week one. That was last week's prediction. Well, I think Melvin Gordon's also got that message because he knows showed for voluntary OTAs. So I think Melvin's been told. I think Melvin's starting to read the writing on the whiteboard saying, third down guy right now. Digressing. I mean, you see a lot of national pundits say, well, you know, the the Broncos have one of the top non-quarterback rosters offensively in the league. Non-quarterback rosters in a quarterback league. Everything else is really good. (laughs) If some butts and candy and nuts were... If if some butts were candy and nuts, we'd all be having a damn party. But but they are accurate in saying they should feel good about their receiving core. They should feel good about their tight ends, their running backs. They should feel good about their left tackle, Garrett Bowles. Got to get Bobby Massey up to speed at right tackle. So if they can just get serviceable quarterback play... Make some third down throws. Throw touchdowns in the red zone. Do not make back breaking mistakes. And as I as I list off those attributes, to me that leans toward Teddy Bridgewater. Starting in week one, you're going against the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets to open the season. You know, Vic maybe Vic Vangio may be saying, "Hey, we need a guy who won't lose it for us." I think Drew Lock can still be that guy. Um, and you know, people criticize why are you so why are you so quick to run Drew Lock out of town? A, I'm not, and B. Broncos were poking around the entire offseason. Yeah. We, were, we weren't just making this stuff we're up. We're not running them out of town. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was Stafford. It was Watson. It was Rodgers. It was the Fields and Lance that they investigated heavily before the draft. So, um, you know, from Drew Locke's perspective, plan A would have been they acquired nobody, and he went into this offseason as the starter. Plan B is that he's getting a shot to win the job or keep the job. You know, he's got to settle for that. You know, this basically this is his Bronco tenure in his hands right now. Right. If he plays well in the preseason training camp, make that decision easy. You know, show you've learned from last year. Show you have a mastery of the offense and go win that job. First Orange Podcast, that's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. We are got one we got one more topic for you, Vaughn Miller. 
and you let off with a doozy of a question for him after the first day of OTAs on Monday, Ryan. Are you surprised it's still be a Bronco? And he was a little incredulous at the question. But he said, no, I'm not surprised. But a lot of people are. Well, I, well, I just put it this way. I, I, maybe I'll speak for you on this one. Not surprised, but disagree. We both thought it would be a better yeah. move financially, especially to walk away from Monster. But George Payton had other ideas. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, for 18, you know, his cap number with the 17th game is over $22 million. For a guy 32 coming up in injury, didn't think it was worth it. Uh, he said he wasn't surprised. And, and I sort of get what he's saying because he's Vaughn Miller. You know, why would they cut me? Super Bowl 50 MVP. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, but it feels like eons ago. You know, two years ago, he had uh, nine sacks, which was a career low for a full season. Last year, he didn't play at all. Um, so he says, no, I'm not surprised. And, you know, that other people wanted to ask the same question over and over again. The Mafia, listen to the podcast. And when you you go in front of the Mafia, you're going to get grilled. Yeah. You know, peppered by the same question in many different forms. Yeah. And uh, so then he he sort of fine-tunes his answer a little bit. But major takeaway from Vaughn is, is, by all accounts, he was having a great camp last year. You know, whatever. I didn't really see. I can't remember that. But, uh but he says that that attitude, that mindset is carried over this year. It's not a one-year deal. It's an every-year thing. And, you know, he's, you know, he wants to lead. He wants to lead by example. He wants to be on the other side of Bradley Chubb. You know, they played together two years ago. People forget about that. Or excuse me, three years ago. It's uh, been a while. Bradley's rookie year in 2018. 19, Bradley tore his ACL last year. Vaughn had the ankle. So I think what's going to help Vaughn the most and you asked about this, is the additions of Darby, Darby, Sertan, and Fuller, which should help him and Chubb. And he went so far as to say that the Broncos have the no-fly zone 2.0. Now, of course, Vaughn played with no-fly zone 1.0, but he believes Sertan, uh, PS2, this PS2 guy, he says, is the real deal. That's what Vaughn said. And then and in addition to Pat Sertan, of course, Simmons, Kareem Jackson, Kyle Fuller, Bryce Callahan, uh, the secondary pretty stacked. Now, is it no-fly zone 2.0? That remains to be seen, in my opinion. But as Vaughn pointed out, last year they were scrapping for, for guys in the secondary. This year they're a lot more stacked and set up, pending no injuries heading into the season. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm going to be loath to use the no-fly zone in any story. I always have been. That's You're not going to use a branded term? we got to come up with a better nickname. I mean, we can't go 2.0. That's oh, just no, no, that's No, that's definitely not happening. So, but so so once they get really good and when the Broncos are going to the playoffs with the top ranked pass defense, we'll come up with something else. Well, good. yeah, maybe like week three too. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, overall, on Miller, um, you know, healthy, feels like he's in good spirits. Yeah, you know, with Vaughn, he's gonna be a, he's gonna fill a hot air on some stuff. That's just who he is. But. Uh, you know, even though he denies this is a prove-it year, it is a prove-it year because if he proves himself to be a quality player this year, he's going to be a Bronco for life. If he wheezes himself to the finish line, he's going to be a free agent. His contract is up. He's not going to be retained. He'll want to go somewhere else, probably where you can get a chance to, you know, maybe make more, 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 more run in a championship. First Orange Podcast, that's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. DenverPost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team throughout the spring and into the summer. Until next time, folks, take it easy.